series of our Radio Level 5 interviews that we are doing with artists of Level 5, by artists of Level 5. Today with us is Philipp Janssens and uh, we will talk about his work and we that is Bas von den Haut and me Olaf Winkler. So yeah, we are very very curious to talk about your work. So hi Philipp. Hello. And um, like always maybe it's nice if we start by describing, that means that you describe a little bit of what you are working on right now. Maybe we can develop from the current project and then we can see how we develop further. Okay. So what are you actually working on right now? How would you describe it? Uh, I'm growing mushrooms. You're growing uh, mushrooms? Well, that's, but that's just growing mushrooms. Well, and I'm, I'm going to Antwerp to make a sculpture. And I'm weaving posters. That's basically it. Yeah, which is already three different projects. Yeah, and they are very different also in the way they are made, mm. and as far as I would understand, also the way they maybe are perceived. So, if we start by the first one, which is, uh, I think one of the current ones, and maybe also one which is uh, quite out of the ordinary. It's a growing mushroom thing. You already did that some weeks ago and yeah. then we had to restart a bit. Yeah, um, because they're dead. Yeah, they died, the mushrooms died. Yeah, stuff happened. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But where are you headed? At? Or how do you actually grow them? What, what are they based on? What kind of mushrooms are these? I, I think the ones I did, they are, um, I don't know, oyster mushrooms. I think that's uh, oysters and some other ones, but I forgot the ones I from I don't know how to translate it, which looks like a wig when it's big. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, they were all they, they all were growing very happily, doing their thing, and um, so I bought cultures, just st fixed cultures, and I also bought like a, a yeah I brought, it's sort of like a bit developed, mm -hmm. and then you have to put them in uh, in a feeding. So for the feeding, uh, I used hay, which you have to pasteurizate, which I do water and chalk, which is the easiest because I, I need a lot. Otherwise, I have to boil them at 70 degrees and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so you kill off other bacteria, other fungi. And so you leave basically the feed, the, 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 the food is then only for your uh, broth. So I did this and this worked rather well, but I did it and then I went away for like one month. So, which was actually okay, but also it was summer, so not the best time for a mushroom. Um, voila, but then I came back and they started growing. Out of these, uh, I made these bags. And then you, you take the bag, you put in the, the, the uh, pasteurized the hay, and then uh, the, the mycelium, which is the root, that sort of has to develop, which takes a while. It's like this white maze-like structure, and then uh, and then the, the, the fruit is basically, a mushroom is the fruit, 
Blah. So, uh, and then it worked really well. I could eat lots of mushrooms. Um, voila. But then other cultures started to uh, evade. Mm. Voila, voila. So now I have this one bag, which is sort of a mix, mixed bag of mm. different uh, things. Voila. Um, do you consider that as part of the work, you know, this process of growing these mushrooms, or is it only about the visual aspect in the end? Well, uh, it's a sort of interest which I'm looking at. So I don't even consider it as work. It's mm -hmm. like really, really premature, deeply like research and development. There's like no clear aim. There's like, I sort of know where I will go with, but, but I have to like figure it out to then probably change my mind or, you know, like... It's not like you would say that there's kind of a, a sculptural aspect to it in the end or whatever, you just keep it open at the moment, you're just... Yeah, open. exact. And is it also by allowing yourself time, because this process needs time and just by this time... I like a lot of distance between presentation and, and, and doing these kind of things. Mm -hmm. I don't like to, like, I don't work on a project basis. Mm -hmm. And so, so I need to like do a lot of useless things, uh, messy things, half, half works and, and to sort of like uh, then work really fast when I suddenly like uh, make a, like a work for Ali with the deadline, you know, the, the, the stramine of an exhibition or a project. Then I can work really fast because I developed certain tools. So I have these toolkits which mushrooms will be a part of, which weaving uh, is part of, I, you know, and uh, voila. But the mushrooms, I sort of have to figure it out. But I have like a, a sort of a cloud of interests in this, in this. So your studio is kind of a laboratorium? There's yeah, all these voila. things and then the showing processes. Uh, yeah, voila. Do you have an idea what is fascinating you about the mushrooms? I mean, without any aim and so on, but there must have been some kind of initial uh, point where you said, this is something that I want to explore. Is it because they are changing? Is it because of some... There's a few things. There's like uh, the ecological aspect of it, uh, where it sort of has, it, where I, like that, um, I would like to put it in general consciousness, like to make people aware of the possibilities of mushrooms, which has nothing to do with artistic uh, thing. Mm -hmm. uh, a bit like boys with these trees. Huh? Um, and then there's the, the part of this alternative consciousness, where it's sort of like mushrooms are supposed to have like, a, like it's, a, it's an ancestor of mankind. Eh? So there's a sort of proto-model of consciousness in the in the mushroom, but it seems to it seems to be on another time scale, another time base. So there's like no hey, there's, we're not gonna talk to mushrooms, huh? but but it's 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 very aware. Hey, not the mushroom, but the mycelium. It depends with certain mushrooms. Yeah, and the scale and the no, scale. But also, we're talking to them. I am. Yeah, but voila, these these I also like to grow now. I can go to like a, like a magic mushroom. Yeah, yeah voila, with uh, psilocybinia. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's this uh, so to do microdosing and uh, the the idea of uh, neurogenesis, where you sort of like develop uh, new uh, uh, connections in in the in the, in the brain. But like uh, consciousness is a thing which I find super interesting, and I'm like. 
how does it work, how, how, how do we know, how, what can we know. Um, and uh, like sort of the, 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 uh, the, the edge between consciousness and, and reality, mm. this sort of delta. Mm. Is it also this cultural interest? Because I think in many cultures, mm. people are familiar with mushrooms, like growing, going to the forest, uh, collecting mushrooms. And I think in many cultures also collecting magic mushrooms I, from I, I, the, the Native Americans too. And I, I don't really have like uh, anthropologies, mm -hmm. anthropological questions or, or anything. I just think like we're all sort of interested in the same things. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's because I'm a natural uh, naturalist, which sort of means like um, I think we ex we discover things and we don't construct things. So there's like constructivism, naturalism, and so I, I sort of think there's an outside, there's a natural outside of reality, which we discover, which is not a, a construction. So like uh, mathematics, morality, all these things, they are waiting for us to be discovered. And I think that's why I, this is a sort of general topic. And is it also where this time comes in? Because it, I think it is also kind of a human construction. But of course, these mushrooms have a different approach to time in a way, like um, the way they grow or what you just said. Like uh, it's a different pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, fun, the funny thing is that um, I think I understand that. I understand that entirely. That you said that it's. Um, which is growing and I keep it open and mm -hmm. so on. So actually you are very much on an exploration state yeah. right now. But on the other hand, because I saw the um, this first test with the mushrooms, which didn't work out in the end, but still in between you But had, I was really well at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny right. thing is that you, you really had yeah. these... Uh, actually, it's, it's coming from another work of you. You had these woven bags. Yeah. Um, and then they were growing out of these bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was really funny because normally um, if somebody is growing mushrooms, he or she would probably either put some kind of a feeding ground, mm -hmm. let's say on a level table or whatever, or on the ground. No, no, they grow in bags. That's, that's, that's ah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, like because I've never seen it, it looked really, stuff. Ah, yeah, yeah. It really like an aesthetic, that was actually my question. It looked very much like an aesthetic decision to have these growing bags. So that's I, how you uh, typical? I didn't know. Yeah, that's how you do it. Oh, okay. But I have to figure out how I control it better. Mm -hmm. And then like, I have to figure out what I can control, what I can't control. And then, you know, just figure it out, feel it out. And, and then how I can put it in certain places or, or not. Mm -hmm. you know? How do they grow in nature? They just go. That's just basically but, but like. Do they grow on a tree or? Uh, depends on which mushroom. Basically, yeah, it needs to. It's it's basically uh, it feeds off. It's 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 it eats the leftovers. Mm. It's uh, and and where comes this interest to to move a bit also to your other works and also mm -hmm. related to this work, because I saw in your work that this weaving process. It's yeah. it's a thing that comes back quite often. Yeah. It's, um, where does that come from or where did it start? Or? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, voilà. 
I know I have intentions often, and then I forget about them just by doing the, mm -hmm. the, the, the thing. Uh, well, at first I worked with this, you know, I, I did a lot of reflective material, which I make sort of massive things with. And then I started weaving it, but I, uh, I don't know, I have a, mm -hmm. this, uh, yeah. It's already that long ago that, that you first did something with it? Yeah, and I forget really easily. Uh, <laughs> it's a gift. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I just started doing it. There's this idea. There's a, there's a feeling of labor eh, when you mm -hmm. weave, which is also just a feeling. Eh? It's a bit fake. Eh? There's no real, well, mm -hmm. it's not really mm -hmm. hard. Eh? And, but does it help you, like f this forgetting, in a way that, uh, it's, that it keeps the fun in it by doing it? Because I think I can imagine if you forget about it, it's, it doesn't feel like repetition in that sense. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not repetition. I never felt like repetition mm -hmm. and I never did it against my will or mm -hmm. it never felt like a job which needed to be done. And then also, as soon as it's done, the work is finished. It's maybe a bit in the moment, but then still. But I, I, like every, all the things I woven, I, I do it because I need a lot of space. So it's always contained in a few weeks. When I make really big, like, you know, meters mm -hmm. uh, uh, so it's very contained and it's more like just dive in it and then for a few weeks that's the only thing I do and it's mm -hmm. like a sort of very chaotic trance uh, was it the first time you made make like more kind of a uh, like this bag you made was it the first time because I saw in other words it's more considered 2D or like flat. Yeah. And was this the first time you made like like the, the, like this bag, like this more object kind of thing? Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Mm. And I, 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 I don't know if I will make new bags. I don't know if I'm happy with it. Because mm. it, I, uh, And when, when come this moment in that you decide that you are happy with it or not, or that you can... It will just happen. It's just a feeling or something, intuitive feeling. Yeah, voila, 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 voila. Or it will be sort of decided by the the, the context at mm -hmm. a certain point when it go like voila, uh, when, when I need it. It's quite interesting because um, as we already did the interview with you, Bas, and there was also this question of when do you decide that the work is finished or it takes a lot of time when you work on on something which in your case i think is more about looking at things waiting finding the right moment to proceed or so it's like a thing when all of a sudden you know what to do with something and how to add or to take away and with you philip i have this feeling because we were together in the studio before in Mulvey, and there were some times when you were incredibly busy with working in a very um, crafty kind of, of way so you are not lazy at all, for example, because I would say there are some artists who are lazy, but you're definitely not lazy. You can work for weeks and weeks on these things. So the process and the notion of time is totally different than from bus. I think uh -huh. you need more time to get closer to an object or something, bus. And for you, it's like you, you work with something on a very, maybe that's this repetitive thing, a very crafty kind of way, mm -hmm. working on it, working on it. Um, yeah, so how important is this 
getting close to the material to, to just go on like that? Yeah, I guess it's important because it sort of cancels out a lot of questions. Okay. I think if there's too many questions to be answered, it's not a good sign. There shouldn't be these things. You, you just work through it, work through it, work through it, and every, everything just falls open or gets to the thingy. Is it also like a meditative element? You know, like just like switch off the brain and just you know yeah. what you have to do and... Yeah, voila. But then in a sort of focused way, mm -hmm. without that I'm like in a sort of etherical, uh, I, I like to, like for instance, when I do lots of weaving, I like to put on two radios at the same time, so it's very chaotic. Uh, there's no like, uh, there's so much sort of, so, so much chaos, it becomes super. You're listening to two stations at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, voila, voila, a bit like Elvis when he was watching 12 televisions, uh, you know, this, this, this kind of uh, sort of all cancels each other's out, each other out, and, you know, which I kind of like, calms me, you know. Are you still listening to fragments of what you hear then, or is it just like a white noise? No, because I'm weaving, I'm not listening. <laughs> it's like, oh, blah, blah. I'm just doing the thing, and then I make little mistakes, and, blah, and time passes really fast. When was the first time you actually did this? Because I actually never heard somebody listening to two radios at the same time, so I find it quite a... I did it a bit when I was in, in Cap. And I did. A, I made a lot of big ones in Cap, and I made a lot. Of, I made a few big ones also. In Cap, it's, Cap. it's here in Brussels. The Yours, uh, Fondation Cap. Yeah. It's in close to Flasje. Yeah. Well, and um, in the, 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 yeah, well, I, I did it in Zenit too. I think you know it's this space. Well, well, and then sometimes you are in. Uh, in the Manchester, or where was it? The Atelier? Yeah, yeah. Because then I was working towards a specific uh, uh, show. But then I already, like, before was weaving tiny things. Like, small. Yeah, but it was really like a, like, a, like a studio of producing these huge weaving things. Yeah. I mean, it was really, you needed space to do those because it was quite big sizes. If you were yeah. Yeah, voila, voila, voila. Okay. Which I, li I like these massive scales because it's sort of uh, with the material also it's a very individual like they're depending on the light and your position it changes the whole time but I like to have this collective experience so you need some scale uh, where it becomes like a room or something uh, or it becomes the environment I, I, it's not monumental eh? it's just um, a lot there and uh, and uh, but to have this collective experience which is very individual you know but then you need yeah, the um, unfortunately I didn't see it but uh, we, we talked about it before and afterwards as well you had this show in MUCA where you had to adapt rather quickly to the space because the space changed that you yeah could use but yeah, so I didn't. We call it. We call it. They can know. They can know. I didn't see uh, it in the end, unfortunately. But, but that was really about space, actually, as far as I understood it. Uh, at least the first thing, first way you wanted to install this curtain-like weaved uh, thing was very spatial. I don't know how it turned out in the end. So how how important was that that you were playing in the, in the space? But yeah. maybe you have to describe what you actually did. In the, that was basically a curtain 
very big curtain in the reflective material. I think it was like four and a half meters high, just the wall, just the wall. I, and then I, like I went, it was like 12, 13 meters wide. Um, Which there was, was nothing else in the space? It was just you or was there other projects? Just, there was some lights. Yeah, but not other works by other people or something? No, but it could have been, I don't know. Uh, and then they, they, it was made for the round space. And then it got suddenly, because it was like, I don't, I don't know, there was like setup shit, and blah, blah, blah. And it got moved to another space. Blah, so, and then it became just a wall. Safa, it was okay. It was, I, it was not, but, uh, but, uh, but, I, but it was supposed to be in this round space because of the curve, the curvature. And also because if you go to the, this space, you see it from a long uh, distance. There's just one corridor, so you see, yeah, which is sort of <laughs> key to the whole thing. And then, uh, and then, they put, then, then it got put to this side space, but uh, it was okay. But but imagine that it would have been bit of yeah. Yeah, that it would have been the first um, project. So that was definitely made for space. And it was even if you talk about it, it was even made for. Uh, kind of an approaching axis, so you come yeah. to where you see it and then you get closer. Also, these re reflective pieces are quite interesting because it depends very, very much from yeah, where you look at the, them. The placement is, is is like half of the work, yeah? Mm. But then, the, or you work with artificial lights, but I do prefer to work with just like the space itself and how the light works and how people walk, just sort of natural parkour people people do in these certainly in like super controlled spaces as a, as a museum. Uh, voila. But I always worked like site sensitive or site specific. I, I, I did it, I do it a lot. Like a lot, lot. Voila. It's sort of the one of basic filters in my in my in my head. That's also why I have this laboratorium in the end. Mm -hmm. I don't need to but then I can implement uh, when I go for a certain specific And what make, makes you decide where, what to put, like uh, the site-specific elements, like because you have this laboratory where you try all these things, mm -hmm. and where, where Just, do you decide which uh, project or which thing you discovered will be implemented in what space, like what makes you decide that? Is it depending on the space you're going? Or? Yeah, you sort of know what you're doing by the time you're gonna do something, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of intu intuition. I like, I, I just feel it out. I mm -hmm. like, I think intuition is, uh, is sort of, you know, how I, what I work with. I try to calibrate intuition. So, but there's a like, when you work like this, you're super open to to the fact that you can make mistakes, because you didn't. There's no rational construct. So there's a there's a vulnerability to to your approach, which you're super aware of. So, voila, I think that's. And it, is part. it important in you because it, it's also, of course, it comes back to the mushrooms and now also, like uh, this uh, thing of losing control. Is it something you like in a way that uh, are you like quite controlled and? Giving away this control also gives you a certain freedom? I don't think I give away control. I think I'm very aware of the lack of control. Mm -hmm. And 
and that's that's arrayed. I, for example, with uh, the reflective fabrics and some other works, because it's so dependent on the viewer and the position and the, uh, the light and the the, the the fine in the the work itself, uh, the the stuff which is there, is also just like a sort of step to like the the, the 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 real medium, the real work is sort of inside of the head of the spectator. Mm -hmm. So it's already like. So sort of in a second degree that you have these things which are purely memory based, mm -hmm. which, uh, which I also the, the, the things with just by also the choice of materials, they are very, um, um, there's a, you, like there's a sort of visual concept you can have of these woven materials, but there's no real image. I can make a photo, like it's also that I, at one point, I just realized that the most works they just exist in either in memory or in in uh, in uh, photo reproductions. Like they go in a catalog, and, and you never really see the work, or you see it maybe like once, and then you don't really spend a lot of time. Like, how long do you stand in front of something, or in something? Yeah. So like the real where works sort of live is in the reproduction and is in memory and that's where I like to play to make it difficult there so they they, they stay unfixed and with mushrooms they or or I because before I did a lot with plants and mostly flowers they they also they're not even static in time mm -hmm. so everything keeps in flux well, but that's just being aware of yeah. lack of control. It's not like I give it away or something. It's yeah, no, but but it, um, it's it, it's often something that comes in in your work that is out of your control in the sense of plant based or you know it's it's uh, there you cannot decide what the image will do. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it, it's for like I'm not one of these artists who can design something and then it's fabricated and then it will be exactly like as mm -hmm. I, as I thought it was like a Jeff Koons can do is the guy can have an image in his head and he knows how to like produce it and then bam it's there. Some some can do it, I can't. It's not like blah. It mm -hmm. just ends up different. So that's yeah. You know what? Well, um, I have a work of yours and just. Uh, yeah, and it's really funny because uh, I was asking myself, I think in your studio it was hanging more or less symmetrically. It is a small... The smiling... Uh, it's yeah. a small woven yeah. cloth, so to speak, but it's one of those that you actually talked about in big size. This one is a small one, but it's woven and it's of this reflective material. It's one of the first ones. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's pretty nice. <laughs> and it's, it, it was hanging symmetrically, so it was like kind of smiling to the yeah, yeah. things and so on. And then I put it in my studio and I thought maybe I don't want it symmetrically. Uh, so I put it a tiny bit asymmetrically. Oh, that's good. And, uh, and, but then I was also thinking that, um, because you just asked us if the, the bags for the mushrooms were the first time that you, Philip, did something uh, three-dimensional with this woven thing. But I was thinking, the thing was, what does this piece want from me? In the sense of, I had it, I liked it. Yeah. But but now there was a piece missing in the sense of what was missing was how do I put it on the wall or where do I put it or whatever. It's not, a, I mean, if you have a painting, you just put the painting on the wall yeah. or you can throw it on the ground, it will always remain the painting. These clothes, they change very much 
by the way, you, I mean, I could throw it on mm -hmm. the wall as well, uh, on the ground as well, or put it on the wall. And I even thought about maybe I have to throw it onto something, so then it would be uh, more three-dimensional or whatever. And so it was more like an instinctive decision that I put it on the wall again, close to how you had it, but tiny bit asymmetrically. But I'm still asking myself, maybe I should try something else with it. So indeed, what you were talking about, it's not finished and it can change. But it's not like it's not finished. It's, no, but look it, at some things which I look a lot of times to certain, like language, bar, for example. For me, a word is a tiny machine which can help you like to make a process clear or to make ideas travel. Uh, but I don't and, mean and unfinished just to make it make yeah. clear. I don't mean unfinished in the sense of something is missing, otherwise it's not complete or so. What I mean is it's not fi it's not fixed in mm -hmm. a sense. There's there's a, a a certain gap of possible imagination and something which can also and change in that sense. What, what I'm curious about uh, hopping on uh, this uh, question is, are you okay with um, with Olaf like uh, changing the image because you have artists who are really like they finished a piece and it's like this is how it should be presented. Is it for you? I'm super okay. Also because like it was there because I hang it with two clamps yeah. and sort of the wall decided it had to be like this. And then uh, I showed it in a day and day where we were yesterday once. Uh, and then uh, it was exactly like you said. Mm. It's a bit smirky smile. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a tiny bit. It's not yeah. very much so it's almost close to it. But maybe yeah. this piece wanted it. But, uh, but so it's, it's also like at one point uh, I don't think the artist is so important, certainly mm -hmm. afterwards. I don't think it's important on the level of content, because content just happens, it has nothing to do with me. Uh, and then the, 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 the you know, things can just go. Can you tell them what you did at the DMW gallery? Because it's a gallery in Antwerp, and I think you did a duo show there. Yeah, with Saudi, Saudi Kuno. So, voilà. Can you tell them what you did there to give the uh, listeners an idea of what what was Pechte Esthetik? I had this tiny fabric stand and then some works. Uh, I don't remember exactly. Uh, it's <laughs> been a while. For it was a show itself. It was like a very weird moment also. Uh, but you had several of the smaller ones. I think. I still have. No, I mean at, at this gallery there were several. Yeah, there were like ones. three or four. But I, I could imagine that there's some kind of relation happening at the moment. I hang them all together in front of a red wall. I painted the wall red, like like this museum red. Yeah. Um, it was like really, but it's also a gallery. Yeah, it's that's very like. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly you're in a certain scale. Uh, and then I hung some some works. Well, it was a duo show, which was uh, I was invited by Saudi, so I follow a sort of Saudi. No, it was, was nice. Um, but what I could imagine is that if you have several of these mm -hmm. smaller pieces, that uh, they they start to get into a kind of relation because you then of course also see the tiny differences yeah. without like being over intellectual. That's not what I mean, but just physically they're. Yeah. They are not the same. So yeah, but like in a in a in a show, in 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 a duo show, or like certainly when when it's like a, a solo show, because you sort of you sort of do the whole thing. Uh, there's usually 
natural parkours also, which are done. Just people walk in certain ways. And you can sort of predict one or two, three loops, which will be made. And then, because uh, I make usually also a lot of like very similar works, like they're, you know, they're just unique, but they're super similar. Uh, uh, and then the idea of like creating filters of memory, like the first thing is, is a filter on the second image and sort of voila, you know, like William, William James, uh, uh, it's these kind of ideas of superseding realities on top of each other, uh, or like the memory of a thing is, is as real as the thing itself, and based on this kind of That's actually something, yeah, that's something yeah. which I liked a lot and uh, also interrupted you at some point, which is, um, would be nice if we could go back to it, I don't know if it works. <laughs> uh, because you were talking about this, um, you compared the, these works, these pieces a bit, you, you said something about, it's like language and you consider word like a machine or something like this, you said. Oh, um, yeah. And that brought together with this idea of memory rather than something which is stable in time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's quite uh, interesting because it also is touching a notion of, um, of meaning of something of mm -hmm. changing meaning of memory, I mean, what's that? For me, like, meaning basically is something which, like, for example, like, you saw me working in the studio, uh, a lot was, like, for a specific thing, yeah? and, uh, you know, I was, like, working, like, crazy, super nice, super nice, for, like, two or three months, that's what I did, sort of, super focused, go, but I just, it's just, you're doing, you're just doing things, lots of things, And meaning is sort of just a symbolical dividend. It's like bankers, they move money around. Chup, 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 chup. Or like a restaurant, they're, they're making food. And then profit is just a dividend. It just appears. It's, you don't have to like, you, nobody goes for like, oh, we have to, like profit is or, or, or a dividend. Eh? It's a banking term. It's not something which is sort of, you can create. You, There, it's just, it's like an extra product. And meaning for me, that's that. You don't have to like put something in it. You don't have to be, but that's also why I like a lot of distance between influences or practices, mm -hmm. uh, developing mushrooms, whatever. Yeah. And, 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 and really implement. I, and do you also have the feeling of questioning society in that sense of because you're Uh, dealing with reality and the notion of time and so you mean like politics no not really politics but of course we construct it like uh, like a nine to five like a, like a constructed mm -hmm. time and uh, you seem with your work to move away from there like even like like that you're in a kind of a bubble that time seems to not matter anymore oh I mean that's not like I didn't Not, not like um, no, hola. but I, I do feel comfortable being sort of outside and it's very classic. Uh, well, I don't have a classic job, which mm. is super nice. But, oh, hola. but I did have a lot of I, mm. jobs. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 in the end, you need money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hola, hola, hola. it's in, indeed. 
that's what I like about these these talks, um, not necessarily for mm -hmm. radio or whatever, but just to, to talk about the work is uh, that you get a tiny bit closer. Maybe you don't grasp it entirely what somebody else is doing, but you, you get a more of an idea. And now that you're talking about these things, um, I get an idea that something which is connecting the very different works of yours is that in a certain way they are very reductive. And I don't mean reductive in the in the sense of like Zen or very ascetic or so, that's not what I mean. I mean reductive, especially on this point of meaning. Mm -hmm. They don't care too much about the meaning, not in a negative sense, but they were just, they work, they, they mean working on what is there and working with it, and then maybe some meaning can come out of it again. So, but I like to have this, I like this idea, which is just an idea. I don't know how to do it, like the, the, the a sort of anti-meaning, like sort of vacuum of meaning, like having so no, like going into minus on level of meaning, so it has to like suck it in. So meaning will just be continuously sucked in, like sort of, yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of nice also, what, I, what, what it makes me think of is, because in nature also nothing has really a meaning but everything has a function and mm -hmm. I think so, that's also something that comes back really in your work with your mushrooms, you know. It's ah, and nature doesn't care. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it, it, it's very interesting because I'm just thinking about the, but I'm not 100% sure what I want to say with it, but um, I, I was uh, thinking about the Duchamp's ready-mades mm -hmm. and, um, well, I don't believe what he said either about them afterwards, but later on he said they were chosen because they were not aesthetically chosen. Okay. Like he took them because they were not aesthetic objects. And the problem was problem um, was afterwards that people said, oh, this, uh, I don't know, this bicycle wheel there, it's so beautiful, or the shovel for snow, it's yeah, so beautiful, or the wine school, bottle, yeah, yeah, yeah. or this. And he said, no, but they were chosen just because they didn't have aesthetic qualities. Yeah. And um, so, it doesn't work in the long run, but um, he chose things or he chose to work with things because something, at least he said so, was absent. Mm -hmm. And you are also taken in a totally different way, so I don't want to compare it to that, but I was just thinking about it, that you also take, well, maybe the meaning is not absent, but you don't care about the meaning. You mm -hmm. just take it because something is fascinating you with it or something uh, starts to shine in the material, in whatever. Where you have the feeling that you can explore it further, but I, and but I but I do work with a lot of aesthetical materials eh? yeah. which are pretty. Yeah, but yeah. I just yeah, that's like, what I mean. Uh, I don't want to compare it directly. Blah, blah, blah. But something else is absolutely. But I, I also it. like that. Like I like to go really close to kitchen. Yeah. Uh, to like uh, like uh, I think aesthetics sort of dumbifies, makes you yeah. And I know this other work of you, uh, which is, I think it's uh, five cents coins, and then they're all glued together to, and they get, uh, get a sculptural shape. Yeah. Um, they're not glue, it's magnets. Huh? Ah, okay. Yeah, that's key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what I can imagine for the viewer is that, because of course money uh, has a lot of meaning for a lot of people, mm -hmm. uh, how would you consider that work then? Because I think it's really hard to escape from meaning in that specific work. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah, with the euro and stuff, it seems like I'm commenting on things sometimes. Yeah. Um, 
Era um quarto. Uh, <laughs> it started in more or less as I was making a sort of dough with money, like, but, uh, you know, so I put in a lot of magnets, these tiny neolidium, neodymium, you know, the strong magnets. Mm -hmm. And then they would create a sort of past, a past uh, dough, which you mm -hmm. could bring in. And then I just start gluing them on the wall, just putting them on the wall. I put some iron and voir. And then out of this voir. Um, but there's, yeah, there was no, like, there was no intention of me. But the funny thing is that Buzz is right. That's especially a work, it was several works, in fact, um, where people will definitely, of course, approach the work with a meaning already yeah. in the in the so yeah. I mean because you, with money you directly think, oh, okay, money is yeah. some, some kind of either criticizing or working on capitalism, I don't know what, or yeah, just the opposite uh, or whatever. For me, uh, money and economics is something uh, I, it's it's like fauna and flora, it's a, it's, it's an ecological thing, like how like there's a lot of these sort of weird things which have like a lot of magic which happens which is connected with money. I think I, the first time I worked with money was because I read a phrase which was like, there's a feeling of magic when you find money, which is, in, I think, in uh, uh, William S. Burroughs' uh, Junkie. And now, uh, money, uh, mm, Can you explain this, this magic element? Or what, what, what you, what's for you this magic then? Or? Uh, well, I, think, <laughs> I do believe there's a sort of, because I go into like, I'm, I'm very like, I like metaphysics a lot, it's, it interests me a lot, and then certainly like folky metaphysics, like weird shit, UFOs, poltergeist, cryptozoology, and I think uh, economy is also a bit like this, which where, uh, where money is just sort of, there's always more, that's what it needs to do, it needs to grow, so it's sort of, a, it's, it's, sort of it's a sort of ecology of magical appearing new money. That's basically, and then we call it debt or something, but it's it, like when a bank loans you money, they, as soon as they can loan it, the money gets created. They don't loan you money which they have somewhere. The money gets, this is a sort of weird magical system. There's also, I have a feeling like money comes sort of when you need it. There's a, there's a relationship I have with cash, a sort of weird fate. And it always works out. <laughs> but there's also a sort of magnetic zero. It seems like I can't go too far into mines, but I can't go too far up either. It just seems to me like there's a point of where it's magnetic. Would that's I have a lot. That's maybe that's just did why you, oh magnetic. Pop, pop, pop. Did you call it <laughs> magnetic zero? The magnetic zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah. I don't know if I answered to your question. <laughs> oh yeah, I find it an interesting direction you went. Just, just also the connection with with the nature, with nature, what you said before. And Certainly, when you look at ecology and bankers and these stockbrokers and what they're doing, and then certainly now because everything becomes run by AI uh, and deep learning and stuff, it's like just it's fun. It's like a garden of money, basically. You. Uh, 
for me, a work could be that I would put money on bank accounts and then just leave it there, and then we'll see in like five years whatever happened there because it goes up to the uh, stocks. Uh, it's it's your growing things, huh? which is uh, which it could be a medium. But you need some. Yeah, you almost see it as a kind of. You almost see as kind of a plant, like. Yeah. Or maybe it yeah, dies, yeah, yeah, or yeah. maybe it grows. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's some fruit, and I love it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it became completely independent of us. It's like the internet, which is also like, which for me, internet is metaphysics. Eh? It's like if you want, ah, uh, is there, a, is there metaphysics? Is basically one question, and you ask, what is everything? That's metaphysics, and then. The, the, there's this ad, the Numenor, and blah, blah, blah. And internet is, is metaphysics, huh? There's a sort of extra world, huh? Yeah, so again, there, there's this, thing, huh? it's again this thing always that, that human created it, and in the end it's out of our control. Yeah, we don't know what it's doing, huh? mm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no one really knows what the internet is doing, yeah? Could be thinking, yeah? Yeah. Hey, I don't say it's thinking, but I mean, it's gonna, yeah, it's yeah. gonna start thinking at one point. I think. Yeah, because it's nice. It's of course it, it, it was created as a kind of a, a, a hippies created it because so everything could be shared. Yeah. But then again, it got absorbed by a capitalistic yeah. system, and now it's beyond our control. And I don't think it got absorbed by capitalism. I just think it well, just... It became it really just, a tool. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's like book printing. Yeah. The same thing happened there. Yeah. Then at some point, it needs to balance out. That's basically... I think the whole thing which happened, like the shitty times, yeah. uh, I think things are just balancing out. We'll be all okay. But it can take a while. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be shitty for a while. And then, blah. With all these... Uh, blah. Okay, good. I, I would say, yeah. yeah. It's really nice to end, so. Yeah. Thank you very much, Philip. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot, uh, Philip, and uh, nice to know more about, uh, about all the things. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, it could be that if you do another interview, I would just say completely different things. Uh, <laughs> no coherence. <laughs> let's, see, let's, let's see in a year. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. Woo! <laughs>